Hello, lovely. It's Shauna Lee, and welcome back to the Soul Frequency Show podcast, where we're stepping into the light and raising our frequency together. Each week, we get to return to this sacred space to have conversations about the things we all experience in life, love, health, and career. A space where we, as spiritual beings, having this human experience, can amplify our gifts and remember our truth. The title of this episode is Angels and Awakening. I'm excited to close out this year with this conversation about how we can connect deeper to our angels and awaken to the next level of consciousness on this journey. I was happy to have this conversation with Julie. um, And I think this is one to leave us at this end of the year and to bridge us into the new year. Um, As we take a couple of weeks off for the holiday, um, this is something that can sit on our minds and our hearts and start us off on the right foot uh, for the year ahead. Uh, Julie and I talk about her new book, Angels and Awakenings, which is wonderful for giving you a step-by-step process to connect yourself. There's nothing better than connecting at a deeper level and starting to receive guidance. And we're going to dive into all that today. So Julie is a world-renowned angel expert on a mission to teach others how to connect with their angels and their loved ones on the other side. Her gifts came to her when she started hearing from her dad a month before she even knew he had passed away. She has since started her mission, The Angel Medium, and she connects people with their loved ones and angels by seeing and hearing the messages that they have for them. Julie is the host of the number 10 spiritual podcast, Angels in Awakening, which receives over 1.3 million downloads a year in 70 plus countries around the world. With no further ado, please help me welcome Julie to the show. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited you're here with us, Julie. Oh, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much, Shana. Yes. So let's go back a little bit before the book, before we're like have a whole podcast and platform talking about angels. Like where was your life, let's say 10 years ago? Oh, 10 years ago, I was miserable working in a corporate office. Um, I, uh, you know how some people grow up and they're either like sink or swim and some people kind of have maybe some more comfort around them, more resources around them. Um, Growing up in my household when you were 18, it was kind of sink or swim. There was no extra resources to pick you up. So I was really... Um, driven early on. And by the time I was, let's see, 10 years ago, I was 30. I had built my career up to where I wanted it to be. I um, was working in a corporate office, had the title, had the paycheck that I wanted to have, um, and had a team working for me. It was on a really good trajectory, but was just not happy, not fulfilled. Yeah. And what is it? It's so interesting because I have a similar kind of story or trajectory, but it's a really weird sensation when let's say you do all the things you think you're supposed to do, 
to be fulfilled and you keep going, oh, well, when I get here or when I get this raise or when I get this promotion or when I meet this person or whatever it is, like, then I will be fulfilled. What was the moment for you where you were like, okay, none of this trajectory is going to like reach a level of fulfillment? So I am a Capricorn. I am also the most stubborn person you will ever meet. Um, And the energy that you were just talking about of always kind of projecting out into the future. Well, when this happens, I'll be happy. Well, when this happens, I'll be happy. It's kind of like this visual image of a dog on a treadmill with like a treat dangled right in front of his face. Like he's got to keep going, right, to get that treat. Um, That was me like on the treadmill constantly running after the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. And I didn't, um, my self-worth was completely tied into that package of shoulds. Well, I should just be happy. I should stop feeling like there's another life out there for me. I should make myself happy in this life that I've built up right here, right now. I, I chose every part of it. I should be happy. And um, I wasn't willing to step off of that treadmill. I I had so much fear. And so um, getting really personal here with you, spirit had to crack me over the head and I had a mental breakdown. Um, and I remember having suicidal thoughts. And after about a month of those spiraling very, very quickly, uh, telling someone, and that person drove me to the hospital. I did a five-day in-person stay. Um, I did a 30-day outpatient stay after that. But when I was, when you do an inpatient stay for, for this sort of thing, um, which I think is very common, it was actually the most validating, best experience I think I ever had because you'd go into group therapy and there would be all these women and men who had put their self-worth to into the careers that they were in and and it wasn't fulfilling them too. Um, I remember then after the group therapy, they take you out and you have one-on-one therapy with psychologists and highly trained professionals. And I was working in a very, very toxic corporate environment with a boss who was just ruthless and willing to kind of roll over anybody and anything to get where they wanted to go. Um, And I was being crushed I felt like under the weight of all of this. But even with that, my mindset hadn't changed. I was still like, well, let's just keep going with this. Let's just keep going. And uh, it wasn't until I was in front of a therapist inside the hospital who said, Julie, you really think you're going to go back to work on Monday? Do you think that that's really healthy for you to go back into this environment? And, and actually, that time she said it didn't even click. She had to say that to me a couple of times before it dawned in my head, this isn't a healthy environment. It's I'm going to go right back into this place. My mental health is going to go right back to the way that it was. And so it, it wasn't until I was 
at rock bottom with this therapist using the same question over and over again that it clicked holy cow something has to change I can't go back to this life I can't go back to this career it's just going to keep bringing yeah yeah, it's just going to be like the same cycle over and over And what was that moment for you? Because we can get very like in this tunnel vision of like, this is what I have to do. This is my life. Like, and you, you say it so poignantly because like sometimes, you know, people can be knocking at your door going, hello, like this is not working. And you're just like, but this is what I have to do. But this is what I have to do. Like, it's just like, this is what else? Because I think the fear is like, if it's not this, then I have no idea what that is. And that's terrifying. It's terrifying. And, and and that's so like spot on. That's exactly how I felt in that moment. And I tell my students today, back then, it felt like um, I was on a very tall skyscraper. I, I live in Chicago, right? And um, so feeling like I was on a city skyscraper about to just walk off the ledge. And, and then there was a air underneath me that carried me across. It was that kind of feeling of the unknown was so, so scary. It felt frightening to the nth degree. Um, You didn't feel like there was anything that was going to catch you. You just felt like you were going to keep dropping, 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 dropping. But as soon as you took that like leap of faith and said, there has to be another way, there has to be something else. It felt like there was this ground underneath you where there shouldn't be. And it was just carrying you. Obviously, don't go step off of skyscraper. You're definitely going to fall. That's not going to be good. Just an analogy. (laughs) (laughs) For conversation purposes. But but it feels like you're caught. It, it, It feels like something the divine spirit has held you and is carrying you where you need to be when you take that step with faith, that next step. Yeah, it's so true. So, so what happened after you, you know, after you had talked to that psychologist, like, how did that net start to appear for you, that divine net? Totally. So, um, there's something called, I think family, uh, there's like the family medical leave that you can take with work. And I ended up just kind of extending that, extending that. And, um, I was at a point in my life where my father had passed away and he had passed away about eight months before, um, when he passed away, my gifts started coming through of hearing him. And uh, what happened was, you know, before he passed, he passed on August 5th, 2015. And nobody called to let us know because he was on his third wife. We were from his uh, first wife and um, no one just called to inform us. So the day that he passed, I started hearing every time I brush my daughter's hair, she needs a hairbrush like I used. And it just baffled me so much because I had only remembered using a big old paddle brush. So 
I, I had this secondary thought. It was the first time within myself that I recognized that I wasn't my thoughts, that maybe I was the observer of my thoughts because the thought that I was having wasn't me. And the next thought was, well, I must be going crazy because what is this thought talking about? But I heard it every single time I brush my kiddo's hair over the next month. And an entire month later on September 5th, 2015, uh, my sister called while I was at work in a meeting and she just kept calling over and over and over again, which she never does. So I was like, I'm sorry, I got to take this call. And as soon as she said, dad's passed, I saw out of my mind's eye, this hairbrush that he always used on our hair. And I heard, you know, your daughter has my type of hair. She needs a hairbrush like I used. So, whew, okay, I'm not crazy. I'm just hearing from dad <laughs> on the other side. And, um, and I had for the next, you know, six, eight months trained with a psychic medium to learn about this and recognize that I had this gift. Um, I was born into a very, very religious family, though, where you don't touch this, you know, you don't even talk about this. Um, and I ended up when I was in the hospital being in the six month period where I had packed this away, my spiritual gifts, my psychic development, and just said, God, universe source, if this isn't of you, I don't want it. Take it away. And you know, when you pray, you do hear things back. You get a message back. And the message that I heard was, Julie, you've always asked us to work through you. This is how we need to work through you. And that's all I heard for six months. So, so you asked me, how did this kind of unravel and how did I step into this? I kept praying, God, you know, use me as a tool, use me anyway. And they kept saying, this is how we need to use you. So I finally got to the end of that six month period and just said, okay, then show me the way. And I saw a flyer to a holistic fair, went to the holistic fair and met um, someone that I ended up doing a six month energy healing program with and really, really developed all of my gifts and then started my business. So beautiful. You know, I think there's a fine line between feeling like you're losing your mind and also like gifts coming, you know, coming to the surface, right? Or getting to know them. And I think, you know, for me, it feels like we have to have like what we call like our sanity or the way that we operate in the world shaken up a bit to allow, right, ourselves to be utilized in this way or to allow something else to come through or for us to have a shift in perception or a shift in our energy. And so it's it's ironic in some ways that, you know what I mean, that we go through this feeling of like, you said like cracked open, right? This feeling of being cracked open um, for all the good stuff to start coming. Oh yeah. And isn't that everything? What is that saying? Like um, insanity, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. 
our, all of us, the evolution that we go through, our growth, everything that we learn and how we become who we're to become here as souls is through those challenges. And um, I wouldn't have changed ever anything. Like everything that I experienced my entire life up until this point has made me who I am. And um, I love that about my life. So beautiful. So you sat down to write a book. Yes. What was the story behind and and the like inspiration behind starting, you know, having a book, I it's a it's a book baby. It's a full process. It is a birth in every sense of the of the uh, stretch of imagination here. It is a big thing to have this And I think books come to you, you know, just like you feel before I had my son, I felt him all around me. I felt like this baby was coming to me. You know, it's like books are the same way. Like something's coming. I got to sit down. I got to write. Yes. Oh my goodness. That couldn't be more spot on. It's just something that has to be birthed through you. And um, my work right now is about helping people discover their own intuition, because when you can hear your own intuition very clearly, that intuition truly is your connection to your higher self on the other side, to your soul self, to your spirit team, your angels, to God universe source. And when we're connected to that voice within us, we can really be on our soul's path more than ever before. And that's where the magic starts to happen in this lifetime. And there really is a process that you have to go through to hear that voice. So the book is the system the process that I channeled from the angels of how I hear my own intuition. And um, it's funny because I call it oneness, right? Getting into the frequency, the high vibration of oneness. And I say oneness is God, universe, sources, vibration. It's the highest vibration that is. And um, I don't know if you've ever had Uh, Dr. Julia Mossbridge on your show, but she's a fascinating, fascinating guest. And um, when she came on my show, the Angels and Awakening podcast, she talked about how to hear from your intuition, to truly be connected to the other side, you have to first be able to get into the frequency. And she doesn't call it oneness like I do, but she calls it unconditional love. And she studied it. She studied to get her PhD in the science of time and um, love and time. And so she has it scientifically based that You have to get into this frequency. Um, The angels channeled through me the system of how you walk through over a course of a couple weeks to get into oneness. So the book walks you through every step of that. And then the second part of the book, about two thirds of it, is how every single angel is working with you how to know if that angel is on your spirit team, Um, how to know what signs that angel is using to communicate with you, how to know which loved ones are working with you on your spirit team, how to know what signs they're communicating with you. Because what happens is after you go through the book, I've got some worksheets at the end, and you can, as you go through, write down, who, which angels are working with you, which loved ones, what signs are they sending you? And by the end of it, you know it. So it's really common 
easy knowledge for you to pick up. So now you're going about through your day, you see the cardinal, you know that's dad. When you see two cardinals, you know that's dad and grandma. When you hear this song on the radio, you know this is grandpa on the other side. When you see the butterflies, you know it's Archangel Ariel. And when you have these signs and symbols down for yourself in your own life and you know these things, then you can say to that person or being on the other side, okay, I saw the sign, Ariel. What do you want me to know? Or I saw the sign, Dad. I feel your presence with me. What do you want me to know today? And for my life, I use this to guide me every step of the way. Um, Because every day, I'm sure you see this every day, right? They're sending us signs all the time. All the time. Yeah. Yeah. I have, I shared, I started in like, I think it's 2017, I want to say. I started sharing, I would see angel number sequences on license plates, right? Um, But it it got so fascinating because I started sharing them just on my Instagram stories, like whenever I'd see them. And now I cannot leave my house without just seeing like 15, 20, you know, 30, everywhere I'm going. And then I started at a certain point realizing like they were, I was receiving like sentences, like communication, like numbers, you know, certain sequences of numbers were meaning certain things. And so like, I'd be driving along, like if I'm on the freeway for an hour, forget it. I'm having like a whole, it's like, I'm reading a book, right? In signs, <laughs> Like it's basically like these numbers and this number and this number and this number. And they'll show them to me like, like in such quick succession that it's like, okay, this is this sentence, right? And then there'll be a break. And then it'll be like more numbers, like in a quick succession, this sentence. And it's like, it was so fascinating at the beginning. And, and I feel like it amplified to you what you're talking about, about being in the frequency of it. So like, that's exactly how I perceive this is like, I could attune other people to the frequency of these same numbers yes, by sharing them, right? Because when we interact with something over and over again, we're attuning ourselves to that listening, to that perception. And, and so I started sharing them over and over again. And then other people started, you know, seeing them. And, and it was just from like a pure place of like, oh, I think I'm supposed to just like repetitively share this world that I'm like existing in. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And then people started like sending me these messages, like, oh, ever since I've been watching your stories, you know, I've been, I've been seeing all these sequences and it's just, and same with butterflies and, and nature. Like when I was going through my transformation, oh my gosh, like it was you couldn't miss it. You couldn't not realize that that's what was going on. And it was so different than my life before. Cause I would say that my life before I was not interacting with nature, right? Yeah. It's like, other than a bug coming in my house and me trying to get it out as fast as possible, <laughs> there's like no interaction with like, and when I was going through my transformation, I remember sitting on my patio and crying and butterflies dancing in front of my face like just like three of them, like right, right in front of my face and just being like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. This has never happened to me before. And, and so yes, to all of that. And what a beautiful like guide that you put together to really know what, you know, what these signs and symbols are, because I think, I think they happen for everyone in, in different ways. Are there a certain number? I'm just curious your opinion on this. Are there a certain number of like, like, um, masters or guides or angels that most people have assisting them at like throughout their life? Is there like, 
Like, do we have like X number of angels with us? You know, do we have X number of people who have crossed over in our life? Is there, is there like a, like a through line in all the people that you've worked with and read where you see this like certain number? Yeah. And, and it's interesting because, you know, the cherub angels, it's the ones that, uh, in art, they always depict them as these baby, um, like baby angels and, um, spirit always says they're smaller than that. They're like sparks of like energy. They're just the tiniest little piece. They're smaller than a cell. And so, um, I forget the exact number, but spirit has always said you have more angels than the number of cells within your body and they're surrounding you at all times. So I talk in the book about how cherubs really are small, but they're the smallest, you know, smaller than a cell and they're in your auric field. So a lot of times we talk about the energies that we carry. We obviously carry energies within our physical being. We carry energies within our chakras, but then the cherubs are the energy within our auric field. And they are all within the energy surrounding our physical body. Um, And they hold open this doorway for us to be able to get into oneness, the highest vibration that is at any moment. And if anybody's feeling it right now, um, we're both emitting it here right now for you to kind of come into it. And what you were talking about before is so true. I think that we're all seeing these signs coming through from the other side and you can really learn how to define it. But at the beginning, when you're just seeing all of these different signs, it's to tune your consciousness, right? We're just so zoned in and we think that our thoughts are ourselves and And we allow our thoughts to dictate our feelings, emotions, actions. But once you start to see these signs, you step out of your subconscious. You step into the present moment. You step into the now. You step into being the observer of your thoughts, the observer of the numbers, the signs that you're seeing. And it's from that place that we can step back into our soul self and really come into our intuition and, and live the lives that our souls were called here to live, which is so fun. Yeah. It's so beautiful. And do you feel like, why do you feel like it's not easy for people to or that it like, you know, you, you might say to yourself, like, okay, we're born in that higher vibration. We're born, you know, connected to spirit. And, you know, a lot of people I did, I had experiences when I was a child, you know, that were very connected to spirit. Like, why does that disconnection happen? Right. And, and why are we right now, like having these conversations in a much bigger way, in your opinion? Okay, so I was just listening to an episode of Oprah's Super Soul Sunday this morning while I was getting ready, and it was fascinating because she was talking about being at her show, the Oprah show, um, in 1997, and she said she loved doing spiritual shows, but she said the ratings weren't always the highest on those, so she had to like get them in where she could sporadically, and so she said she was doing this spiritual show. 
and had somebody talk talking about the soul and and different concepts of the soul. And she said, I looked up at the audience and the audience's eyes were glazing over. And she said, I stopped the interview and I asked the audience, where's the disconnect? What aren't you getting here? What's what's kind of going on? And she she said the audience, somebody stood up in there and said, we don't know what you're talking about. Are you talking about Jesus? Like, what are we talking about here? And she goes, I, I realized then, and, and I had this aha moment. That was 1997. I was in high school. I thought we were so evolved at that time. And here we are, what, like 25 years later, and we're finally here. We're talking about it in terms that everybody understands. We talk about things and we're like, oh, maybe we need to do some inner child work. Talk about some things and we're like, okay, are we in Mercury retrograde? Maybe we need to go over here and do a little work on this. We're so into the spiritual now. Thank goodness, 25 years later. I think part of your question and and how I want to answer it is, it's taken us this long in our lifetimes to get to this point where it's all cracked open, where we can talk about the spiritual freely and have a large community talking back to us about it, right? But it wasn't like that. I was born in 82 and it's taken us so long to get to this point. And it's because so much of our our society is socializing us to be productive, good workers, um, who hold good jobs, who, you know, all the shoulds should have this type of house, should have this type of family, should, should, should. We're shooting all over ourselves, right? Throwing all of that out the window and really just embracing who we are is what we're here to do. That's that's what life is about. Yeah. It's so beautiful. It's so exciting to be alive at this time. And it's so exciting to realize that we all chose to be here, right, for this time and to have these conversations. And whatever, like, each one of our, everybody here listening is going through and moving through, because, like, it does require you to move through lots of different stuff that. I think when you come from this perspective of like, oh, we chose this, like we came for this period of time that we cannot move through it like, oh, why is this happening to me? Right. But instead it's like, why is this happening? And like, what can I learn from this? And that perception shift, right, is truly what you're talking about, about moving into this oneness and this like place of connection where we can, you know, experience these very like magical, you know, experiences that literally when you have them, right. I mean, you have goosebumps and you're just like, Oh, this is what living's really about. Yeah. Well, and, and it's interesting because the angels say that not all of us chose to come here. If you really think about your life on the other side, some souls did like raise their hand and put up their hand like, okay, I want to come. I want to grow and evolve my soul. I want to learn these lessons. That absolutely does happen. Um, some of us on the other side, we all have homes over there. So we'll be at one another's houses. We'll be at a big family party and your partner might raise their hand and your child might raise their hand, their souls and say, we want to go back 
and um, we want to learn these lessons. We want to go for a lifetime. And I have been in sessions where people's souls have shown me on the other side that this has happened. And they were like, no, (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to go back. Um, But because their partner and their child asked them to come back for a lifetime, they agreed to go live a lifetime in support of those other souls. There are some souls who didn't raise their hand, didn't agree to go support others, but were tapped. And a lot of times were tapped by the seraphim angels. And I talk about this in my book. Um, The seraphim will come to souls in heaven, tap them and say, the earth needs or the collective consciousness on earth needs your personal vibration. And it's not like one person is better than another person. But if you imagine all souls here on earth having their own vibrational frequency, and when everyone is here doing exactly what they're supposed to do, then it's almost like this activated key right? That is working together and is going to help shift us out of all the challenges that the earth realm is in right now. Um, so, so some souls on the other side are tapped and asked to come help. Um, and so that's why some of us are here too. Do they go begrudgingly or do they realize like that's part of their journey or is it an honor to be tapped? Um, I wouldn't say that they go begrudgingly, and I'm not sure that they think of it as an honor, but I think that they take it very, very seriously, Mm. this work. And as soon as they accept the challenge of coming here and doing this work, which actually I feel like your soul was one of those that was tapped and asked to come a hundred percent. There's a mindset shift. I'm going to start crying. Yeah. As soon as we accept it, there's a mindset shift. Like you can't come begrudgingly. You kind of have to come. Yeah. The souls, I, I would say, I would say probably your soul has felt driven too. You might not know why. You might not know every step that you're supposed to take, but you just keep feeling this calling to move forward on certain things. And that's what that is, that you can't not do it. Like you couldn't not start the podcast that you did. You had to start it because that's why your soul is here. And so... um It's just a selfless, humble servitude. Oh, that's so beautiful. Yeah. And it, and the way that it occurs for me is like, it's so different than I feel like some people's experience, right? Because it doesn't, you said it really well, like it's not a desire to Mm -hmm. like, you know, like we, we can get really excited, like as human beings, like, oh my gosh, I just want to do this. And I'm like, I'm, it's just gonna be so fun. Like, it's more like, like I'm supposed to, and I know that and like, not in a negative way at all, but it's different than like a desire to, or something like, or, and there's, um, there's also a level of like resistance to it, like in some respects, because there isn't like, I don't know. It's so weird. I've never been like having this conversation publicly. I've never talked about this with anybody, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it's a different type of feeling than like, you know, cause in life I like desire to do certain things and it's just, 
it just feels like, oh my gosh, it's just like, I'm just going to do this. And it's just desire. And it's just, you know what I mean? And there's no like, like a um, barrier to it or resistance to it at all. Um, One of the major things that the angels say that those who are tapped and asked to come serve, I call them earth angels. um, Those who are tapped and asked to come to serve always feel this actionable piece it's a next step like the next step is always in front of them and they take action on it not because they don't have fear they absolutely do have fear and trepidation they don't know if they can do it um but they take blind leaps of faith they take that action and as they take that action what ends up hope happening is for everything that comes to you like let's take the podcast you felt that calling on your heart you took action you started the podcast now there's another nugget of information in front of you another action step and as soon as you take action on that it's like another doorway opens and then you get the next piece and when they say in the Bible, like God can move mountains and and work miracles, I believe that's what that is. Even when we have that fear, taking action anyway, moves us through a a life that's just magical, right? Mm -hmm. And what Spirit says is that those of us who are here taking action on the callings of our hearts are teaching a lot of other souls how to do that exact same thing, giving them the courage and the strength to take action on the callings of their heart. And that is part of your purpose too. It's so beautiful. Thank you for that. Um, Yeah. Yeah, that's, you know, sometimes in life we have these like, these interesting experiences or like emotions about things like, and, and we just, you know, we just like need to understand it better. That's, I feel like that's been my whole journey. I mean, that has been the podcast, like, and it's funny that you say like take action because I always share on the podcast. Like I literally started, I knew nothing about how to start a podcast and I really didn't even like research this. I just had an amazing person on my team who was like, right, I think I can figure this out. This is like five and a half years ago. And we were like, sure, let's just throw up a podcast, right? And here we are five and a half years later, there was no like grand plan. There was no, I mean, for the first couple of years of the podcast, I wasn't even on Spotify. And I was like, oh. <laughs> you know, two and a half years into the podcast, I'm like, I had like, oh gosh, it's so funny. Like, so there were just so many different, like, you know, um, I would call like pure action, you know, just taking like pure action, not from this place of like, oh, let's plan it. And let's, like, you know what I mean? Make it this thing. But it was just literally like, all right, sure. Like, let's do this. Right. I feel, I feel the call. Let's just imperfectly try to figure this out as we go. And, and 100%. here we are. Yay. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So it was really, really fun. I'm super excited like about this book. I'm super excited about the gift of what you're bringing through and who you are and like how you're sharing with the world and and reaching so many people to do that. And so can you share with everyone where they can tune into your podcast, where they can get the book, find out more about you, all that good stuff? 
Yeah. So I titled the book the same title as the podcast. So it's Angels and Awakening. Um, You can find the podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts. And the book is on Amazon or Barnes and Noble. It's called Angels and Awakening, a guide to raise your vibration and hear your angels. So beautiful. Wonderful. And And your website is where people can read all about you. Oh yeah, theangelmedium.com. So T-H-E angelmedium.com. So beautiful. Thank you for coming and hanging out with us. This has been a lovely conversation. I really enjoyed it. Thank you so much. And um, yeah, you guys, this is a good next book on the journey. So I would definitely take a peek. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's been such a delight to be here with you. Hey, lovely. This is Shauna Lee. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Soul Frequency Show. If you got even one piece of valuable information, head over to Apple Podcasts and share a review with your takeaways. And follow us because we got lots more goodness to come. We are spreading the love far and wide. And you know where to find me over at IG at the Soul Frequency. Until the next time, love. Here's to positive vibes and powerful awakenings.